one who knows me, or who has ever known me, who knows anything about me really. They're going to tell you something that does not line up with anything I tell you because I'm two for people, I'm Becky. And I'm Jen. This is Too Close to Home. Woo-woo. Today, we're going to do Israel Keys. Oh. He's a piece of garbage. Isn't he hot steaming? But I do have to say, I give him a little bit of credit because he was kind of smart. Oh, yeah. And I hate to say that about him. I was impressed with some things he did, which is a little bit sick to say. But what do you do? <laughs> I mean, well, let's look for the positives. Look at us. This is our hobby. <laughs> <laughs> right? Color me impressed. <laughs> so we're going to start out with telling you a little bit about Mr. Keys. Israel Keys was born January 7th, 1978 in Cove, Utah to Heidi and John... Heidi. John Keyes. Fucking shit up already, y'all. <laughs> he was the second of ten children. Ten. I'm gonna need y'all to leave each other alone. Damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> no rights. That's the only one you're getting this one. <laughs> I swear, Jennifer, we're gonna have to listen to this one day, and every time I say right, we take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get so shit faced. So shit faced. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> He was homeschooled growing up. He was raised as a Mormon until he was five. Oh. Then his family moved to Washington State, and there they began to attend two different churches, which practiced white supremacist Christian identity. Wow. Yeah. While in Washington, they lived in a one-bedroom cabin. Now remember, he's the second of ten kids and two grown-ass adults in a one-bedroom cabin. Like, doing some Duggar-ass shit there. Also, also how you just keep procreating while your kids are right next to you. I don't understand how people do that. I can't. I, I don't either. That's not the mood. Always be somebody in the room. How is there any alone time? Voyeurs much? The cabin also did not have running water or electricity. Oh, my God. How <clears throat> delightful. My next thing said 12 motherfucking people living in a one-bedroom <laughs> home. With no electricity or water. Sounded like he was like, you know what? That Unabomber had some ideas. Let's get let's get to the situation just like this. We're all shitting in buckets. <laughs> so, as you can already imagine, being a white supremacist Christian ideology church, there was some characters around. <laughs> this is when Keys had his first intertwining, we'll call it, with criminals, bad stuff, however you want to word it. This is when he became friends with... Y'all ready for it? Chevy Q. <laughs> Chevy Q. <laughs> That's Chevy Q. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, he is also a serial killer. And him and Keys were homies when they were young. I'm excited to hear about him because I have not heard about him before. Yes, I'm not going to go too much into him because I figure we'll follow up on him on another oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But he was later convicted of a triple murder in 1996. Oh, delightful. That's when, the year of the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Very different summers we had. Right. I did it again. Oh, no. When Keith became a teenager, he renounced the Christian faith and became interested in Satanism. Satan, you know. Hail Satan. And I don't know if you've ever done any research on Satanism, but it's really not so much about hailing Satan and, like, idolizing him. Yeah. It's more of not following the Christian path in the sense of 
that everything that you do in life is right or wrong and there's only one way to do it and if Mm -hmm. you don't you're going to hell it's more of like a free thinker oh yeah it's very into pro-women's rights yes and uh bodily autonomy and yes our last podcast actually did a whole series on it i'll have to listen to it uh at the end of the episode they were like i guess we've been satanists this whole time that's how i felt when i was researching it and then i had to like get away from it because i was going down the rabbit hole and really reading it because i found it quite fascinating because you know they kind of believe too if you do wrong and something happens to you like you go out and kill these people then that's what you fucking deserved right which is kind of how i live my life (laughs) (laughs) these are becky's rules (laughs) right beckyism and everyone's gonna sing becky with the good hair when you come in that's gonna be the hymn that's gonna be (laughs) becky with a good Okay. Oh my god, that would be just... Now I'm thinking like all, uh, what, sister act, but we're gonna do... Yes. <laughs> the Becky yes. act. Exactly. That's what I'm going for. When Keyes entered adult life, he joined the military, as a lot of serial killers do. Oh yeah. I think they... I feel like they joined to try to put on a normal front, and maybe they think it'll change their behavior, because I mean, the whole point of the military is to break you down and rebuild you up. Oh, I thought it was more like the opportunity to kill people. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'm, again, trying to look at the positive side of shit. See, this is how we know you're not a serial killer. Exactly. That makes me worried about myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was thinking endless opportunities. Well, you know, a lot of people join because they came from, like, bad homes. Oh, yeah. they want that structure. And he probably wanted to live somewhere where 12 other people weren't in the bedroom with him. And two of them were banging, making new kids next to him. Sir, have you not been in a barracks before? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Maybe it's just... Too close to home. You know what, though? How bad is it that the Army is a step up for you, though? Oh. Whoo. And I'm saying this as a wife of veteran. I just know how shitty it is. <laughs> I'm saying this as somebody who was in for a little while in the Army, so I know exactly how it is. Yeah, was. yeah. <laughs> uh, he served from 1998 to 2001. He was stationed in Fort Lewis, Fort Hood, and in Egypt. Mm, gross. pretty legit. Getting international. Former Army friends said he had a quiet demeanor and kept to himself. They did say he drank a lot on the weekends, but I mean, he was young into the military. Yeah, I mean. Well, they all do. Yeah, how many times at Fort Stewart, like, it would be like a Saturday morning after a Friday night, and there'd be guys literally passed out on the lawn. Exactly. With tan shirts and underwear. Like, they're little undershirts for their uniform and, like, boots, and, like, you had a hell of a night, sir. <laughs> we used to love to go to the bar when I was single, on the nights when all the military guys were going to be there, they'd all be in their uniform because they were on, like, a weekend pass. Right. And they were all getting shit-faced, and you knew you could get them buy you a lot of drinks and a lot of more hot. <laughs> That's my young days. <laughs> so you mean, all we'll go into about that. <laughs> you mean last week, you young thing? <laughs> oh, that's adorable. But I'm married now, so no. <laughs> <laughs> so no. In 2007, Keith started a construction business in Alaska. He only did that small stint in the military, got out, and then... His construction business was also successful. Keyes claimed that he committed his first murder in 1998. Mm. He stopped, he said, for the three years while he was in the Army, and then he began killing again in 2001 following his discharge. So, why I think Keyes is kind of smart. He's smart in the aspect that he targeted random people across the United States. And to avoid getting caught or being linked to his crimes, he just went all over the place. He had no victim type. Everybody was free game. He funded his travels across the U.S. by robbing banks and breaking into homes and stealing. And the crazy thing is, he robbed all these banks and shit, 
And there's, like, pictures of him where uh, they caught him on surveillance when he was robbing. And it's, like, the classical, classic fake fucking mustache, glasses, and hat. Like, I feel like as a bank teller, when you see someone walking through the door like that, you should just go ahead and hit the button. Because you ahead. already know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, you're not getting punk. Ashton Kutcher isn't around <laughs> the cut- on the corner, baby. It's, you need to just go ahead and beep, beep. It's very Looney Tunes style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a serious businessman. <laughs> Put all the money in the bag. I got a gun under my shirt. I bet you thought I was legit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I found out later on that his facial hair, the fake facial hair that he put on, was real human hair. Oh, yeah. And he would never say where he got it from, but I think we can all go to that dark place in our mind and figure out where he got it from. I mean, we've all seen American Wedding. fucking creepy. (laughs) Like, oh, I was thinking his pubes. (laughs) (laughs) No, ma'am. We're talking about a rod on his face, but it could have been pubes. It could have been. Like, I, that was my, my initial thought. It was like American Wedding where he goes and he trims up and it goes to the exhaust fan and it covers everybody. <laughs> I no. was thinking more like he killed these people and then cut their hair off and went home and... Much more believable. Sat down and broke out the hot glue gun and <laughs> started... <laughs> fashioning up some disguises. You know what? I mean, and if you think about it, that's really smart because if they find the hair at the scene, it's going to have someone else's DNA on it. Oh, that's true. So, I mean... Thinking smarter, not harder, baby. There was a method to his madness. <laughs> Although I still can't quit picture him at a dark desk in the basement gluing cut hair from someone's head on there. This is going to be so pretty. <laughs> I'm gonna look so good. I'm gonna look like Gerard Butler. <laughs> he also planned for months before he would commit a p- particular crime. So he'd map out everything that he was gonna do. He was very methodical in that sense. He specifically targeted campgrounds and isolated locations, and he claimed to only use guns when he had to because he preferred to strangle. Again, but shit got wild. Fucking campgrounds, never a good place. No. And it's so sad because I am so afraid to go camping now. My boys are about to go camping in two weeks, and I'm, like, terrified. Oh, I don't believe it. He said he got pleasure out of watching the victims lose consciousness in the struggle. His only redeeming or noteworthy mention is that he did have a rule against killing children or parents of children. Well, we're safe. <laughs> I know. That's all I could think. I was like, score. <laughs> the one time having a kid works. The one time having a child young works. I've been over half my life. I've been good. (laughs) Um, That's how I survived. He said he didn't, because he had a kid, he just didn't want to fuck with kids or parents of kids. Keyes has claimed that he killed 12 people, but only three of his victims have been identified. And actually, we're going to say 11 people, spoiler alert, his 12th victim was himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. According to Keyes, his first attack took place in Oregon sometime in 1997 or 98. He states he abducted a teenage girl whom he believed was 14 to 18 years old, and he raped her. Okay. No kids, and then 14 to 18. No kids. Is that where you get hung up on? Yes. Like, bro. He was only 17 or 18 at the time. Oh, So I think he... probably didn't didn't look at her like that then. Yes. Yeah. Because I thought the same thing. I went back and researched that more because I'm like, he said no kids, but she was a little kid. But then he was still a kid himself. Also, like you, you have a daughter, and you're gonna be raping girls, like sir. Uh, that's what these I'm saying. these are very loose these morals. Are people's daughters, <laughs> so you're kind of playing fast and loose with the rules, right? It's a Tuesday. But it's I free Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. 
He claims that he was at a party, so was she, and he managed to discreetly separate her from her friends. He said his intent was to murder her, but she convinced him to let her leave. And he said, quote unquote, I wasn't violent enough then. I made up my mind that I was never going to let this happen again. But that's not true. But that's he clearly goes and does it again. <laughs> the FBI hash tried to find his victim, but either it never happened or it was never reported. They even went as far as to say where they were at, what the party was, what dates these were, what the girl looked like, everything, but no one has ever come forward. But, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't come forward about their rapes and stuff. Well, and there's a lot of people that aren't in the true crime world like we are and watch those kind of stories and never know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you gotta be trolling the FBI's Facebook page and their website like I do. You mean nobody else does that? (laughs) Apparently not. What? What a bunch of weirdos. JJ gets disturbed by me all the time. (laughs) Such a lucky man. He busted on me in the shower today while I was listening to a podcast and said, did he just say he likes anal sex? (laughs) I was like, yeah, 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 but just for the torture part of it. And he just slowly walked out of the bathroom. I think you need to start playing podcasts in the showers more often. You'd be left the fuck alone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He busted in there to find out what I was listening to. Like, what is this bitch doing in there? (laughs) This is my chill time. (laughs) This is my me time. (laughs) I like to fill it with murder and shampoo. Exactly. (laughs) He's confessed to at least one murder in New York State. And he did have ties to New York. He owned 10 acres and a rundown cabin because, you know, bringing it back to how he grew up. Oh, my God. You know how many people probably walked by and was like, oh, it's like a serial killer who lives here. Well, little did you know. <laughs> <laughs> little did you know you were right. <laughs> Authorities have only stated that his confession is credible. And that's all they would say about it. And they don't have this confession released. They just say he said it, whatever. I assume they're referring to Deborah Feldman, who was killed in April of 2009 in New Jersey and buried near Tupper Lake, New York, who authorities believe is linked to Keys. In 2009, after doing some traveling, Keys decided to rob a bank in order to get some quick cash and fund his crimes. (laughs) On April 10th, allegedly after abducting and murdering a man, he walked into the community bank in Tupper Lake, New York, you know, where that lady was buried, Wearing sunglasses, a jacket, jeans, gray sneakers, two-tone gloves, <laughs> and a fake mustache and goatee that we know he made in the basement. <laughs> and was armed with a forty caliber Smith & Wesson pistol, and he robbed the bank. He was successful in robbing the bank. After the bank robbery, he fled and buried a toolbox about half a mile down a path in Woodside Natural Area in Essex, Vermont. This toolbox contained... Desiccant. Desiccant is those little packets you get in your shoebox that say do not eat. That's oh, okay. Humidity. I was like, what body part is that? <laughs> <laughs> so he put that shit in there. The Smith & Wesson that he robbed, a Ruger charger, and some other, you know. Oh, so like a kill, kill kit. kit. Yes. We're oh, <laughs> vibing. And this is again where I feel like he is kind of smart because he thought about putting the dehumidifier in there yeah. to keep. Because he's like, you know what? I don't need my gun to be resting up on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, when I read, I'm like, he put this murder box, buried it, put it in the woods somewhere, and it was still like the gun and shit was still good later. But then I was like, oh, he put the dehumidifier in there. Mm, okay. It's for y'all. Okay, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Four days later, he flew home on the airplane, and he spent the next two years repeatedly traveling through the country for a variety of undisclosed reasons. A.K.A. getting people. (laughs) 
Sometime between April and May 2011, he made a homemade silencer for the Ruger Charger pistol. And he decided he was going to take it and use it during his next crime. After flying to Indiana, again, remember homeboy lives in Alaska. Right. So he's just going everywhere. He's just racking up these air miles. <laughs> I bet he's got mad, um, what are they, frequent flyer points? Yeah. <laughs> Eat my little Biscoff cookies on Delta. <laughs> he flew to Indiana, then he drove to New York to attach and test his silencer. He's initially hid in, hid in the woods until he spotted a car parked with a couple inside. They're like off, like making out in the car on the side. And just as he was about to pull the trigger, he had a ball lined up, a cop pulled up. And the cop told the couple, you gotta keep it moving, you can't do that here. And literally that's what saved their life. And these people had no idea that they were about to be shot and killed in their car while they was making out. Talk about some fucking divine intervention. Then Keith drove to Vermont. So now we've done been in Indiana, New York, Alaska, and Vermont in the last couple of days. The whole reason he went to Vermont, that box that he buried mm-hmm. a couple of years earlier. Once he recovered the toolbox he buried earlier, he decided to randomly target and murder someone before going on a bake robbing and arson spree, as we all do. It's called a Thursday, babe. So as Keys always did, he planned everything out. The first thing he did was actually find an area to take whoever he was going to get. So he found an abandoned farmhouse, got his weapons ready with his homemade silencer, and he began... Oh, he did use the homemade silencer to shoot at some trees, and it worked. And then he started looking around for someone to murder. This is when he encountered Bill and Lorraine Courier of Essex, Vermont. Oh, were they not as lucky? They were not. And this is some straight-up horror movie shit. So the first thing he did was disable the phone line, and he said he didn't disable it so they couldn't call anybody. He disabled it to see if it triggered an alarm, if they had an alarm in the house and Mm. the police would come. So that's what I'm talking about. This man was kind of smart. God, he was thinking everything. Way ahead. Especially when you see some of the killers that, like, we've learned about, like, you know, uh, like, what's his name? The vampire serial killer who would, like, just go and try to open people's front doors, and whoever's door was unlocked was was who he's going to be killing. Like, I'm just doing this fast and loose. Yeah. He's over there, like, making it, Really like, thinking uh, it through. Like, Walt Disney in this, oh, you right. know what I mean? We're gonna make this all planned out, baby. I done been all around. Nobody knows where the fuck I'm at. I got where my kill I'm kit. From. Got my kill kit I hid two years earlier. Yeah. And so, yeah, he disabled it. It did not trip an alarm and alert the police. After it didn't, he broke into their home. This was on the night of June 8th, 2011. He put a lampshade on his head. No. Stop. <laughs> he walked around the house to disguise himself. What the fucking Looney like, Tunes bullshit is this? What's going on? Because <laughs> I just gave you credit for being smart and you took it away. Oh, God. Rather quickly. Listen, if I walk in my house <laughs> and there's a motherfucker standing in a corner with a lampshade on his head, I'm just going to quietly walk backwards, call 911. Or throw tinfoil at him. <laughs> but I'm going to briefly feel like I could take you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, take over there, bop that fucking lampshade, baby. <laughs> and as he said, this way he could move covertly through the house. <laughs> okay, I don't think they taught you that in the army. No. That was... You telling me lampshades weren't part of it? acting like it's a ghillie suit he's got on. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me. No one can see me. Stay real still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, like I said, this is some real horror movie shit. <laughs> like a car, uh, like a comedy this horror movie in a way. Like, like, it gets really dark, but then you have shit like that, like... It's just when you watch the spoofs of Scream yeah. with the Wayans Brothers. 
your baby naked, like the skeleton coming down. You're killing me! Really? Grab my strong hand! Grab my strong hand! <laughs> he then attacked and tied up the couple and then drove them to the abandoned warehouse, farmhouse. And he kept telling them the whole time, it's cool, it's cool, I'm just gonna take some shit. We know when people say it's cool, it's definitely not cool. Not cool. Yeah, it's not. Do not <laughs> let that bring you down and think you're gonna be okay. It's They're cool, just it's trying cool, to chill you. It's so cool, it's cool, it's cool. No, it's not, baby. It's not. <laughs> so first, he took Bill into the house and took him down to the basement and zip-tied him to a chair. Well, while he was doing this, he went back. Lorraine had gotten free and attempted to escape. Unfortunately, they're an older couple, so he caught her rather quickly. He chased her down, and he recaptured her. Then he went and taped her to a mattress on the second floor. Mm. And I'm, like, not even sure how that works. Because I feel like it would be rather easy to break free uh, to a yeah. mattress. But I wasn't there, so. I mean, was it, like, a twin mattress? I don't know. Like, a toddler mattress? Because if you just tied me to a California king, baby, I'm going <laughs> to slither right on out. Well, I feel like if I just pulled, the tape would come off the mattress. Right? Just like that. Doesn't, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a good surface to maintain a good stick, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen pictures. Not sure. While he was doing this, Bill had gotten loose. Damn it, Bill. And Bill was looking for a weapon. I wish Bill would have just ran. I wish yeah. he had just, like, tiptoed out of there. But he started looking around for something. Uh... He said he became frustrated, got into a tussle, and then he shot Bill ten times and killed him. Oof. Yeah. That's a lot of fury. Because you could shoot somebody a couple times and kill him. Yeah. But shooting a ten is just like, you know it had to have been a real tussle. Well, you know, he's probably testing that silencer out make sure it worked real well. Pew, pew, pew. I'm sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. I love that these two were like, fuck you, buddy. We don't care that we're old. We're trying to get out. Yeah. It just unfortunately didn't work that way. He's then sexually assaulted Lorraine, strangled her into unconsciousness. Then he took her down to the basement and strangled her again until she died. Keys wrapped their bodies in garbage bags, poured Drano on them, because per her, him in an interview, he believed that sped up decomposition. Then he covered their body in debris and left them in the farmhouse basement. So he left them in there. He just covered them with a bunch of shit that was in the abandoned house. He planned to later come back and burn down the farmhouse. But first... He had to go rob a bank. Yeah. I'm um, going on funds, babe. Yeah. He was an, unable to get too far with the courier's car because it ended up breaking down with some mechanical issues. I <laughs> fucking hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when I can't rob a bank because my murder victim's car failed on yeah, me. I didn't know they had a How reckless. Leak. Did you not get your oil change? Did you not maintain right? this? All the planning you did, you <laughs> fucked up right there, Keith. <laughs> During his trip back home, he went into the White National Monument Forest in New Hampshire, and he disposed of all the items that he took from the couriers in a suitcase, and he let it on fire. Not even sure why he took it, if he just was going to go to another state park and bury it, but... Unbeknownst to Keys, from October 25th to October 27th, the farmhouse the couriers' bodies was in, they came and demolished it. No one did any looking around before they did. Of course not. And so they just demolished it, toted all the shit off to a landfill. They did later say that the guy said that the house stunk when they went there, but it was an old abandoned farmhouse. They figured it was just maybe a dead animal was in there or something. I don't ever understand. Like, can you just take a peek? I smell them smell really bad. Find the source. Oh, but, it's a raccoon. No, no loss there. Yeah. No. So their bodies were never recovered, mm-hmm. but they did take dogs out there, and the dogs, the cadaver dogs, did hit on the farmhouse so they believe him that he and obviously the couple's missing 
So those were his first two kills. His other one, the only three that he's ever been found, was the murder and kidnapping of 18-year-old Samantha Koenig. She was a barista working in Anchorage, Alaska. This is when he brought it too close to home. Mm-hmm. It's when you get fucked up and get caught. That's what happens. On the road. Samantha was at work when Keys approached her coffee kiosk. He held her at gunpoint. This is after he had sat across and watched her for a few days. And um, then he decided to finally make his move. He held her at gunpoint and demanded money from the register. After his demands were met, he tied her up. And he was actually going to wait until her boyfriend came, Dwayne Tortolani. And he intended to abduct him too. But he said they waited way too long and homeboy didn't show up. So he's like, fuck it, let's go. Oh, when being a shitty boyfriend saves your life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So he changed his mind. At some point, she too attempted to escape, but he again quickly recaptured her, forced her in his truck, and kept her captive in his home. So at this point, he brought her back to the house he lived in. Right. He had a whole wife and kid there, and he put her in a shed out back, and he just blared the music to cover up her screams and pleas if she got loose. I know. This is where I go to. Like... This is where we're horrible wives to be married to because I'd be like, what in the hell are you doing in that shed blasting? I am trying to sleep. Uh, Thank you. I'm like, JJ, have you lost your fucking mind? Like, bro, turn it down. It was like Gacy's wife. They had a, a deep freezer in their garage where he did all his fun stuff with the boys. And whenever she needed anything from the garage, she would have to like knock on the door and tell him and he would go get it and bring it to her. Why can't I go into my own goddamn garage? See, I'm just not built like them. I'm not. I'd be like, I'm going to come see what the fuck's in here. I'm going to snoop in later. Don't you worry. But, you know, she also had her husband flying all over the country, driving all over, and never questioned it. Like, if JJ told me I had to go out of town, what you going out of town for? When are you going to be back? What's going on? Yeah, what's your flight number? What's this? What's that? Yeah. How much? How are you paying for this? That's where I think it's people know something's going on, but, you know, uh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. If I don't know, then... I can just pretend like this is all okay. You know, it'd be fucking crazy if it turned out that Jimmy or JJ were serial killers. Oh, my God. And then we're sitting here acting like we fucking know everything. (laughs) They ain't no serial killers. Come on now. The embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) Would not be good luck. We might get super famous at that point. For being idiots. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the kind of notoriety I'm looking for, Jen. Okay, true, 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 true. (laughs) Looking because like maybe one of my podcasts helps solve a crime or something. Oh my god! Not because my, my husband committed the crime. <laughs> That's not how I wanted to get solved. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's my husband. Felt their blare on that music and that again. I knew he was up to no good. Oh god. <laughs> oh. The next day, girl been in there all day. Keys went to Samantha's home, broke into her boyfriend's truck, and stole the debit card she shared with him. Now, while he was doing this, the boyfriend came home and caught him, but Keys managed to run away. What is sad to me is that it just seems like she's missing. Then you catch somebody there. Surely you would have noticed rather quickly that it was your debit card that was stolen. Because if I notice somebody, like, breaking in my truck or my house, then first thing I'm going to look for is, like, things like that missing. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to go see where uh, I might left my jewelry, where, you know... This, that, and the other that costs money. Damn sure my debit card, I'm going to know. How am I going to get my Starbies? And this little girl was still alive then, which is what's really heartbreaking. Because if the boyfriend would have been able to get him or maybe even, like, jumped in the car and followed him, they would have got her while she was still alive. 
See, this is why I would die, because I don't think Jimmy would be like, he'd be like, nah, that's okay, that's confrontation, I'm not good with this. <laughs> JJ, too. <laughs> he'd be like, what's doing wrong? I'd be like, it is wrong. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing in my vehicle? <laughs> nah, bitch, nah! <laughs> exactly. I would get in my car and chase them to the ends of, and JJ would be like, slap, you're going to get yourself killed. Oh, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> Someone's gonna die today, <laughs> and it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. <laughs> he went there, stole the card. He goes back, gets the pin number from her, or maybe he'd already gotten the pin number from her. I don't know. He went and tried out the debit card, and it worked. So he went home, and he killed her. Ugh. He left her body in the shed on his property. Uh, police stated that he sexually assaulted her before he murdered her. After her death, Keys went on a cruise to New Orleans while she's still in the shed. Again, the wife. He went on the cruise alone. What? Yeah. You know how pissed I would be if Jimmy went on a cruise without... Not First of all, we're not even cruise people. <laughs> but the fact that he went and spent money... I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you had the audacity for two days to be blaring music out in the shed. <laughs> Now there's like a dead skunk or something in there because of the smell is horrendous. And then you're just gonna bounce out and go on a cruise. Okay. Not. Cool, cool, cool. When you get back, your shit's gonna be on fire in the front yard. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm gonna bend in that shit. You better believe that. <laughs> I'm gonna call the police. Let me tell you what the motherfucker done did. <laughs> Y'all needs to come over. <laughs> he leaves, goes on his cruise, has a good time, comes home. This words trigger warning pretty disgusting he put makeup on her face her frozen and lifeless body he then got some fishing line and sewed her eyelids open so that he could take a picture of her that made it look like she was awake to and he had a magazine with the date on it and sent it to her family oh i remember this picture that picture is fucked up because she still looks alive she does he actually did a Really good job of sewing her eyelids open, which is quite disturbing. She looks fucking Makes alive. Makes you wonder how much practice, because he didn't jack... If I tried to sew someone's eyelids open... And you're a <laughs> seamstress. Yeah, I know. Like, I ain't got that kind of talent. I mean, obviously he had a crafting side, because he made his own mustaches and goatees out of people's hair. So, <laughs> you know, his trade was just a little bit different than your trade. <laughs> you both crafted just different things. I would have been, like, those... I would have been some... They would probably look like they had, a, like, a lazy eye. <laughs> Girl, you wouldn't even want to see my job. I would probably poke their eyeballs out and then I'd be like, well, now it's all fucked up. <laughs> now she's just, wi- I'm going to have to shut one. She's winking now. <laughs> this might be a kidnapping. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm dead. <laughs> We're not disrespecting her at all. You got to make humor. You have to. Because I had nightmares last night after listening to the toy box killer, so. Thank God she wasn't alive, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. To, uh, then he took a photograph with, uh, of her with the four-day-old issue of the Anchorage News, maintaining the illusion that you she couldn't was even still get alive. the you couldn't even get the the most recent copy. You had a four days old. No. After demanding thirty thousand in ransom, Keys then dismembered her body and disposed of her in Manitouska, Manitouska, I don't know, late north of Anchorage. Her family paid the ransom, and then. I remember correctly because I didn't write this part in here. They actually deposited the money into her account. And remember, he had her debit card. 
Wait, can you pull 30000 No, he just went around buying shit with our debit card. All this thought and process you put into all these, and then you have them put it in her account and use her debit card, knowing that they have full access to track those withdrawals. And Sounds so, like a BTK thing. Hey, is this, uh... Is, is this, this going to get me caught? Is this going to get me caught? <laughs> wink, wink. No! <laughs> Matter of fact, that's the only way we can't track you. Someone needs you to definitely... Oh, okay, cool, cool. okay. <laughs> Totally believe you. Thanks, guys. You know how butthurt he was after they... Uh, they he got arrested and he was like, you guys lied. He's like, what? <laughs> what did you think I was going to... I There's honor like... amongst us? Sir. I feel like if you told me that it couldn't track me, I would do the opposite of everything you did. If you said, oh yeah, we can track you that way, then I'd be like, you probably can't. Because <laughs> you wouldn't tell me it'd be good. <laughs> but, anywho, using logical thinking. He, Keys would throw on some more of his homemade goatees and mustaches while he went to make withdrawals at the ATMs. But here's the tricky thing about those little cameras. They can also see behind you. And they saw his car. Uh, <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> and they got the license plate off the car as <laughs> super, super sleuth there walked away with his fake mustache on back to the car with the license plate on it. Derek, say squat. She got her <laughs> That was not me. <laughs> So it was a rental car that they got it off of. And it took them a little while to get the rental car, get the records, all that, yada, yada. Uh, Keys was later arrested in right here, Texas. Oh, Tejas. After using her debit card here, Keys was then extradited to Alaska where he confessed to the murder. Now let me tell you a little something about Keys here. If you care to go onto YouTube, there are hours and hours of interviews with him with the FBI. I'm going to tell you, they are painfully boring. <laughs> if you think you're going to get into the mind of a serial killer, or you're going to learn anything, or it's going to be scary or anything, it's not. It's him drinking an Americano, and then bringing him peanut butter Snickers, and him laughing at his own jokes. <laughs> that you can't even hear half the jokes. <laughs> and everybody just awkwardly looking at him, and like, it, it, it's weird because they're all trying to like be nice to him, I guess, or, like... To get stuff out of him. Yeah, make him feel like he's, like, the cool kid, but you can so tell it's all, like, making them sick at their stomachs to do it because it's that awkward, well, like... It's, it's probably how Jimmy is when he listens to my <laughs> jokes. Exactly. Mm, exactly. This, is not, this, is, this is not tasteful, but I'll laugh for you. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. They're all like, eh, and they're like, we got your peanut butter Snickers, and they're, like, <laughs> awkwardly fumbling with their phones Oh, and my stuff, God. It makes me think of the Snickers commercial. Like, you'll feel better if you eat a Snickers. What if he yeah. just had a Snickers? He wouldn't have killed all those people, right? <laughs> he could have just got his peanut butter Good job, Anchorage. Not giving him a Snickers in time. <laughs> but he's not entertaining to watch at all. Matter of fact, I fast-forwarded through so much of it until I could that it was too painful to listen to No. Fuck this. And keep in mind, I was at work getting paid to watch it, and I was still like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad this it was. This is not even worth my company's time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disclose my company. <laughs> but thanks, y'all. <laughs> On March 26, Keyes was taken back to Anchorage, where he confessed to murdering Samantha, whose body would later be discovered on April 1st. During interviews, Keyes was shown to be calm and patient, yet frustrated at the rules he and his attorney were told to abide. The interviews that I watched, he was very calm and patient, and 
just swung around his chair, kind of like Jennifer's doing right now, but <laughs> had Americano in his hand. <laughs> and and had, the, had the most ridiculous laugh. Go ahead and do it for me, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <sighs> he willingly gave terms to confess to any crimes he committed and pled guilty to all the charges brought against him as long as he was executed and the trial took less than a year. Those were his stipulations. Um, he also did not want any of the stuff coming out to the public. He wanted the details of what he told to stay confidential and not be leaked because he said he didn't want his daughter to read about it later. Which, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we'll sure. totally do that. Totally. Sure. <laughs> we will not accidentally drop it in front of WKRG3's news station at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, our, it's our little secret. Wink, wink. Exactly. It's like, he does understand that those things are public record, a lot of them, right? Okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what would have been really sad is, like, if he had survived and realized how boring those tapes were. I know. <laughs> and nobody wanted to watch him anyways. Well, maybe that's why he made them so boring. So that people like me, who would normally watch and then talk about everything that he put in there, couldn't even tolerate it. Mm-hmm. It was hard. <laughs> and I didn't watch a whole lot because it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> And we love watching interviews with serial killers. Love it. I mean, people make a lot of money off Netflix series that I watch the day they're open and released in one sitting, all of them. Okay? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I can barely get through 30 minutes. And I would keep switching to the other ones thinking maybe that maybe I just started on the boring one. No. Right. Mm-mm. They all were. <laughs> and it just made me mad. He had coffee and a candy bar, but whatever. <laughs> Investigators later struck a deal with him about finding the bodies of any potential victims, potential prior victims, in exchange for the media not knowing any details Keyes did not want to make public. As a result, authorities found and excavated the farmhouse we talked about, where the courier's corpses were, but like I said, they only found indications of human decomposition. Um, Not wanting his name to be released to the media, he threatened to stop speaking to investigators. In June, so they were doing a court hearing, and Keith didn't like the way shit was going. He managed to escape, to attack spectators, and then tried to kill himself right there. He was not successful. So emo. I know, right? Tension seeker. (laughs) He was subdued with a taser and taken back into custody because of the escape attempt and the suicide attempt, extra security measures were placed on him. Included that he had to be in four, uh, full restraints, he had to have a two-officer escort every time he left his cell, and most importantly, he could not have a razor or a pencil in his possession. And he had a daily strip search and cell searches. I mean, do we really need to do our job? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to see they don't. I could do this 15-minute check, or I could get a coffee. Yeah. And no, we're not supposed to give him razors, but he's looking a little scruffy. You know what? Let me help you, bro. (laughs) On July 20th, WCAX WCAX broke the story on Key's connection to the disappearance of the couriers. As a result, Key's refused to speak to investigators for two months because he said he did not want that shit getting in the media, and they did. Which, at this point, probably even better if they didn't release anything yet. Because we really do want to find out about all these other folks. You know, get these families some closure. And hell, we don't know. He's been traveling all over doing this shit. There could be bodies everywhere. Kill kids everywhere. Bodies everywhere. Yeah. On December 2nd, Keyes wrote a two-page front and back suicide note before slashing his wrist with a razor 
mistakenly issued to him and hanging himself. On August 12, 2013, federal authorities released new information on Keyes, revealing that they suspect him to have a final death toll of 11 victims. He did have weapons and body disposal kits stashed across the country. One such kit was found in north of Anchorage. It included a shovel, plastic bags, bottles of Drano, which he told authorities would speed up the decomposition. Another murder kit was found in upstate New York that had weapon parts, a silencer, silencer, ligatures, ammunition, and garbage bags. Keyes had other murder kits hidden in Washington State, Wyoming, and Texas. Investigators also believe he had more kits somewhere in the southwest, possibly Arizona, where he lived for a little while. So this dude, they like legit went to these places he said he had these kits and found them. And found them. All of these states. So the list of people that he could potentially be responsible for is endless. Could you imagine like meeting Israel Keys in an airport and like Mm -hmm. grabbing a beer or something while you're at the airport bar and there's this obnoxious guy laughing at his own jokes and you're (laughs) like what a fucking dweeb. And then like a couple years later like what the fuck. (laughs) That was that obnoxious guy. Larry, Larry, you remember that? (laughs) And you know he was very normal looking. Oh yeah. Very normal looking. Just not 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 super attractive. Just very plain. Yeah. You'd sit down and chat with if you're both just sitting there waiting for a flight. Terrifying. Yeah. Keyes claimed he took at least five other lives, but never named these victims. Per his account, he killed four people in Washington State and a couple sometime between 2001 and 2005 and two separate victims in 2005 and 2006. Speculation about other possible Keyes victims have included a girl named Julie Harris who disappeared in Colville in 1996. She was a handicapped girl, Mm. and her prosthetic feet were found a month after she vanished, and her remains came to light in 1997. Keyes was in the area when Harris went missing, but he denied any involvement. Keyes has also been listed as, or, you know, what's that word where they think that you did it? Oh, uh. You know, why is it eluding me? Supposedly? Sure. We'll go with that. Supposedly responsible? Because I don't know what this word is I wrote. (laughs) 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 Um, Other people, they believe he's responsible for unsolved crimes. Um, The murders of 56-year-old Mary Cooper and her 27-year-old daughter, Susan Stoden, who were shot while hiking in Washington State in 2006, which we know he liked to, to do. I mean, I bet a lot of these are like when he was trying to figure out his MO, like how he liked to do it. Yeah. And uh, probably a lot of failures that he probably wasn't proud about. So he probably wanted to have, despite not wanting everybody to read about it, he probably had a good bit of pride in his work. Well, and that's what um, he even said, you know, I use this type of kill method when I have to or this type when I have to. And when shit got out of line or people tried to do anything, his planes would fall apart. And I don't think he was proud of those ones, like yeah. you said. So he just kind of... And, I mean, he was good at it for a while. Really, it just voted, you know, not to give tips out to serial killers, but, I mean, traveling all over the place. And he was smart enough to, like, I flew to this place, but then I got a car here, and then I drove to this place. So even if they go pull your flying, 
you he was driving hundreds of miles away to another place. So he's like Keith Je- Je- Jesper Jefferson or Jesperson. I can't remember what they call him the Happy Face Killer, and he was a truck driver, <coughs> and he killed complete strangers all over the United States. And it's hard to, to really track. You know what I mean? It is because even if you go say, oh well. You know, looking at this murder in April 2005. Oh, well, he was in Arizona, and this happened in Colorado. He wasn't there. Well, he was, because he got in a car and drove there. But you don't even think to include that, because it's so far away. And you think, who the fuck's going to fly and then drive all this way? And then that's a pain in the ass. Well, if you're trying to kill somebody. And be undetected. And I wonder if not when he did the one in Alaska, he was, you know, a lot of them, they end up doing stuff so they get caught. Because all of a sudden, he brought it home into his literal backyard. Yeah. When I mean, was, and all of this seemed like he had. It's a big control issue, like rape is is more about control than mm-hmm. that than anything. And then you, you know, you're going into these people's house and violating their space and taking control over it. You have control over telling. So anything that he would have lost control would have been like losing face. Yeah. Um, he's also said he he next intended to leave Alaska and travel through storm-ravaged region, regions to find new victims while working as a contractor. He'd dreamt of later building a house where he could imprison his victims. And again, it's kind of smart because when shit like Katrina happens and Harvey Jesus. happens and you come through as a contractor and you leave, a lot of times your victims won't even be linked to you because there were so many people that got lost in those storms and that's, people just that's been heard of. Died. Remember when Harvey happened and that lady went missing, and it turned out her boyfriend killed her. Yeah. And it would he tried to make the storm be the cover. You exactly. know, like people do that. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of it's like the Wild West. There's no, you know, social services. Everything's flooded still. There's no power, no energy. So it's like fucking post-apocalyptic almost. And a lot of these contractors that came in and out of these areas were basically undocumented in the sense that. Everything is ruined. There's no way to know who's coming and going. That's how a lot of people got ripped off. We're just thankful for the damn help. Like, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people didn't even have like legit receipts and stuff because these contractors, men and women that were coming in, were doing work so quickly and moving on to the next place that everything was just some of it just kind of done on the sly, some of it done this way or that way. So it had been the perfect cover for him to kill these people. Thank God it never happened. While in custody. He shared some details about his crimes with investigators, though he seemed to take pleasure in limiting the flow of information. He also expressed his desire for a quick execution date again, saying he dreaded languishing behind bars for years and didn't want his mother or daughter to suffer because of his crimes. Oh, should you? I would be making sure. Like, you have all the evidence, son. Yeah. Nah. I'm not going to ask for the death penalty. I hope you rot. Yeah. Keys offered details about the courier killings as a bargaining chip of law enforcement. And again, videos of it as interviews with the FBI have been released, but they are painfully boring. <laughs> again, Keys committed suicide in Anchorage jail cell on the night of December 1st, 2012, despite the warnings to not give him a razor on his attempted uh, suicide in the fucking courtroom that everybody saw. Oh, here I go, what a little he had been given, and I, you know, a lot of people think that uh, that when people are in jail and prison, we just let them kill themselves. And I say we because I work in correctional. But here's the thing: when you're on that side of the wire, mm-hmm. you really don't want folks to kill themselves. No, and let me tell you, that's why. a lot of paperwork. Well, not only that, but 
I want to watch you continue to be miserable in here and hate your life because that is how it should be. Mm -hmm. You ruin the lives of people. We do not want you to get off easily no. by killing yourself. Exactly. So trust me when I say, like, with the Epstein, I know, I know, hot subject. I'm just going to say my little piece. <laughs> Nobody let him kill himself on purpose unless they were in getting paid to let him do it. Because we want to see you suffer. Ch chomos do not do well in no. prison. They do not like them. And they will... They, they put them in isolation for their safety a lot of yes. times. Because they get racked. As soon as yes. they hear that, they don't even need to know the details. Exactly. As soon as they hear it, like, you're, you're fair game. Exactly. So, trust me, we are not not doing our... Well, this guy was not doing his job because they did give him a right of life. But we don't want them to kill themselves. We don't want them to have the easy no. way out. There was probably some newbie. It somebody who got off. lazy. Somebody who wasn't aware. Like, yeah. it's it was probably a much more innocent reason how he ended up with that stupid razor right. than nefarious. And on top of that, like... Well, you know, they get razors, so they can share. Yeah. And they get a lot of things in jail that people don't realize they can get. Exactly. And sometimes it's a matter of, I'm new to this pod, I don't work this pod, I, I don't know. And it didn't get passed in report, the things there, warnings, your, your uh, stuff in their jacket. There's a lot of correction there. people, like, don't really care about why they're in there. They're just doing their damn job. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, he slit his wrist and strangled himself with a bed sheet. His body was not discovered until the next morning on December 2nd. Which that part I don't really understand because there should be checks going on. Mm -hmm. Any facility in any status that you're on, you're supposed to be doing checks. So clearly that wasn't happening. So whoever was working that night and gave him the razor. Also, you give the razors and then you get the razors back. Mm -hmm. And you count when you get out, you count when you get back. So apparently you just gave it to him. Never so did have a good time. Never did your rounds. It, it was it was either like they just didn't give a shit and they were taking a nap, or they're like, I saw this, but I'm gonna let the next shift get it. Second day shift problem. This is I've had a long week. Okay, I ain't got I ain't got time for Israel. Too much paperwork. He's already dead. He can wait. Death in custody is way too much paperwork. <laughs> Poor little keys. At his funeral, only his mother, four sisters, and three brothers showed up, and they were the sole attendees at his funeral on December 8th, 2012. And that is the short, not sweet, version of Israel Keys. Because unfortunately, although we know he did a lot of other stuff, they can't prove it, and he didn't confess to it. But when he did kill himself, he had painted 12 skulls on his cell wall with his own blood, which... They said they believe the 12th one was for himself. Okay, that's a cheat, though. You can't count yourself, okay? <laughs> right. I mean, he did kill himself, though. I mean, he did, but so still. So in a technical sense, you can't count it as a kill. But it's very, like, um... I need to, I need to like, I don't want to land on an odd number. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like, I wanted more, so I'll kill myself and count that one, too. <laughs> and just like... Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it's like, well, that backfired because now you're dead and you can't do anymore. Yep. So was that really worth taking one for the team? Honestly, <laughs> it was. That was well done. His 12-page um, suicide note is available for reading online. Was it painfully boring as well? Um, It's a little bit more entertaining, but a little bit more entertaining in that I'm just going to laugh at you because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, like, trying to write, like, this poetic... Uh, he was really into, as the last podcast on Left It, the series on him, they called him very new metal. 
No, yeah. <laughs> and so he was very into that scene, and he almost tried to write his note like some lyrics that you would expect, but like very poorly done. <laughs> so it's it's humorous, but I'm not gonna waste your time with it. <laughs> it's really not worth it. your time being wasted. And he's a piece of shit. So if you got nothing else to do and you can't sleep one night, go hit up those FBI videos. They'll put you right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you ma'am. Well, so, uh, next... Oh, my sources? Do you want my sources? Yeah, we do need the sources. Um, the sauces. The FBI page. Wikipedia, obviously. No, wiki. Um, uh, I also checked out the, uh, one that you always go to, Jen, with the, um, you know, uh, Criminal Minds one. Yeah. Which is an odd, because isn't Criminal Minds a show? Yes. I listened to the last podcast on the left. They had a few more details that I did not have in there. And they had, they go a lot more into his life and his travels than I cared to because a lot of it was just his travels were for bank robbings and stuff, and I didn't really care about that. Right. Um, and that's that's about it. Those are all my sources. So, well done. Thank you, man. So, you know, I did not realize until I started doing this podcast. I've always been obsessed with listening to it and watching shows, but I did not realize that researching it and really getting into the details that a lot we don't even put in here because they're just too much. Mm-hmm. Will fuck with your psyche a little, bro. It's a little daunting. It is. I mean, because I, like, I still enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, well, we're taking it like a whole different view than we've ever had before. Where before we did it just for funsies. Yes. Now we're like, I'm taking this information and relaying it to other people, so I've got to really know my shit, because, you know, yep. I'm sure there's a couple things that I probably have said that might have not been correct or whatever, but you're, it's always a mind just trying to be um, absolutely sure of, like, what facts and stuff that I have, but... Whew. I agree. Also, our email, too close to home at Yahoo. Yeah, so if you have any suggestions, any thoughts... Any stories of your own? Yes. Shoot us an email. Fall in our DMs, baby. We <laughs> won't leave you all red. It's the only time I'm asking someone get all up in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> We're married, though, okay? Yes. <laughs> so in a very clean way. <laughs> I mean, clean as you can with murder. Murder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, murder and infidelity, two different kind of dirties. <laughs> yeah. It's two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get them intertwined. No. Okay? Well, Israel did. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, that is all. So remember, stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. And don't bring it too close to home like Israel Keaston. That's how you get caught. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you like listening to us, you can find us on Facebook at Too Close Pod or under the Instagram handle Too Close Podcast. Also, if you have any stories of your own Too Close to Home experiences, shoot us an email at Too Close to Home at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.